Grace and peace to you. Friends, have you ever had a pet? A dog, a fish, maybe a bear, maybe not a bear. If you have ever had a pet, how old were you when you got your first pet? I had a few different pets growing up, and we have a Mance Terrier now. But possibly my favourite pets were the chickens that I kept from about the age of 12. We'd hatch them using an incubator whilst I was in primary seven. And as a family, we kept three. These were tame, huggable and very silly chickens. And they liked to watch neighbours every day at 5.25 through the patio doors. When my dad and I were building the run and securing the fence, he made it very clear to me that they were going to be my responsibility. And I'll never forget the words he said to me about looking after the birds. You feed them before you feed yourself, and you should be prepared to drink the water that you give them to drink. I did this, but thankfully he never asked me to prove the water was clean enough for me to drink. Over the 25 or more years since he said that to me, I've thought of it often. It's clarified so many things in my head. The chickens were my responsibility. And if I liked them or not, and if they liked me or not, I'd entered into a sort of contract with them. And that had to be fulfilled. And as we head into Lent, we'll be looking at some of the texts from the Old Testament. And today we're going to start with the words about the covenant between God and Noah. Words about the covenant between God and us. Of course, we're not pets that God has chosen to look after. But God is fully committed to us. Let us hear the reading now, and then we'll get into understanding it a bit more. The reading today is taken from Genesis, chapter 9, reading from verses 8 to 17. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on earth. So God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth. Thank you, Tori. The story of Noah is one we often think of in terms of arcs and animals. A story about rain and people saved and a song about animals going two by two, hurrah, hurrah. 
But, goodness, the full story of Noah is not a children's story. It's a brutal story about death, with drunkenness and weird things happening all the way through. If you have the time, I'd encourage you to go and read the whole account of Noah. But no matter how hard the narrative is, no matter how difficult it is, to reconcile an account of God hitting the reset button and killing almost everyone with a God of love. It is part of our Bible and part that we must think about. We can't just ignore the hard parts of the Bible and focus on the nice bits. But the story that we have today, this part of Noah's account, is in some way the happy ending to his tale. The early chapters of Genesis were written at a time where death and destruction were part of the remit of a god, and rival city-states would annually wage war upon each other. Often little mercy was shown, and death and destruction by human hands, in the name of some god or other, similar to the deluge, would not be unknown. In the challenge of a world of brutality, in the ancient Near East, where rival gods were praised for yet another destruction when you won a battle, the God of Abraham, Moses and Noah, the God who is revealed to us in this place and in the writings of the apostles, our God reveals something to us that shows us that death and destruction are not the right answer. With all that said, in our reading today we hear of a covenant from God that sets his bow that shoots arrows of rain, his rainbow, in the sky and he promises not to flood the earth in such a way again. God sets the rainbow as a sign of his covenant with all creation. When we think of contracts, we normally think of two sides equally signing and agreeing terms. But what we're faced with today is not that. We have a covenant from God with the earth. And that's not a covenant between God and the earth. God makes it clear that however the world treats him, however humanity treats each other, he will not press the messy and re destructive reset button. A living and ongoing covenant is made, that second chances will be given, and love shall be the response. We're not God's pets or playthings, but as we take animals into our houses and look after them, we have agreed to care for them no matter how many times they peck or poop on the floor. The rainbow is a sign from God that the rain will always stop no matter what we do. The living covenant is a statement from God that goes against all that the people of the ancient Near East understood about God and removes vengeance and destruction from our God's armoury. And as we move forward to the life, teachings, execution and resurrection of Christ, we see that ongoing living covenant the covenant that embodies love and compassion rather than control and condemnation. The new living covenant 
that is shared in the midst of the challenging account of Noah shows us a God that goes against the grain and casts a narrative arc that bends like a rainbow towards acts of compassion and generosity. Acts that are more generous than society and filled with compassion for the sake of it, seeking nothing in return. You are a child of the covenant, living under the rainbow's arc and promise. So go in hope and grace, in love and wonder, to serve all creation and to be a witness to the mercy of God. Yeah.